Welcome to ASHTA Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. Welcome to ASHTO Resource Q&A. This is the last episode of season two, by the way. It's been a wild ride so far in the last two seasons, and we look forward to launching season three after we get through the event that we are going to discuss today with our guests, uh, Tracy Barnhart. Tracy, hello. Hello. And Bob Lutz. Hello, podcast world. Yeah, so Bob is the manager of Ashto Resource. Tracy is the quality manager at Ashto Resource, and they are both heavily involved with the development and uh, continued success of the Ashto Resource Technical Exchange, which is going to be our topic today. So let's let's start from the top and get get down to business here. The Ashto Resource Technical Exchange for 2022 is coming up rapidly. Uh, the dates are March 28th to the 31st. The location is tropical Minneapolis, Minnesota, which you know I I, I joke, but we probably will have just fine weather at the end of March in <laughs> Minneapolis. So don't don't worry if you're thinking about coming. I mean, certainly bring a coat because uh, we don't know. Shorts probably probably not, uh, but it'll be a good time regardless of the weather because we'll be carrying it out indoors. Bob, this technical exchange we've had quite a few of these so far, and they've been pretty well attended and wildly successful, uh, I would say. But why are we doing this? Where did this come from? What's the what what was the impetus for starting to have these technical exchanges? Well, I think this idea goes back to about 2015. So it's been a while. It's, I believe it was 2015 when we actually started planning for our first meeting in 2017. It was the very first technical exchange in Annapolis. This and this so this idea predates even even that. We have always prioritized continual improvement, number one. And we've always at least wanted to think of ourselves as an ally and not an audit agency, not a, a gotcha agency. We've always believed that we're partners with the people that we serve. And so we thought about how how can we do this better? I mean, combining that idea of continual improvement and the idea of being a partner, we realized that we don't know everything. A, a lot of what we know, we a lot of the good things that the industry knows is shared information. And as technology evolves and the world becomes smaller, we thought, you know, there, there's got to be an, a better way that and a better role that we can play to bring people together and bring information together to make all of us better. And we have also or had also seen other meetings that were very successful that were kind of along these lines. But at the same time, we wanted to do something a little different, and that's why we call it a technical exchange. We don't call it a meeting, <clears throat> and we don't look at it as our event solely. We see our role as merely bringing people together and facilitating conversation and 
drawing out information from everybody, whether it's our staff or the guest speakers or the, the guests, the attendees themselves. And it you're right, it has been very successful, but it, it's been very successful because attendance has been good and because people have bought into that concept of of sharing, of, of exchanging information. We try really, really hard, as I said, to facilitate the conversation and to engage people to ask questions and not necessarily to answer questions, but just to ask questions and get the conversation going. And the people in our industry, and we've seen this through our other meetings, whether it's at Ashto or ASTM or wherever, people are always willing to share what they know, whether it's technical advice, quality advice, best practices. We have had success because the people have showed up and because they've engaged and been willing to to share. Uh, it's it's not a selfish industry. I feel like it's a, a real community and people have done a good job of showing up and, and sharing that information. And since then, we've just we've grown. We've tried to expand the agenda, come up with different topics. We're, this year we'll be addressing some topics we've never addressed before. And there seems to be no end in sight of good ideas, good topics that we can talk about. I believe this will be our fifth one this year, the, the fourth one in person. Last year we did a virtual meeting and unfortunately in 2020 we had to cancel at the last minute. This will be our fifth technical exchange. And if you're listening and you haven't registered yet, I, I would encourage you to do so. It's gonna be another great event with some I think we bring bring in some of the best guest speakers in the entire industry. I'm, I'm amazed that we can do that, but we have been able to do that consistently. So, and we have some amazing staff as well. And one of them is right here, Tracy Barnhart. Yeah, nice handoff. I, so, so before we get to you, Tracy, I wanna mention if you are interested in signing up and you haven't yet, if you go to the Ashto Resources website, which is ashtoresource.org. Right in the center of the page towards the front, you will see a little button for events as well as a banner about the technical exchange. And that will take you to a website that has more information about how to register, what the agenda is, all sorts of other information. So Tracy, Bob had a lot to say there about all of the reasons why uh, someone might be interested in the technical exchange. As far as the collaboration aspect of this is concerned, you know, this is a several day event. How in the world do we get meaningful content together and how do we get people to collaborate during all of these different sessions? I agree 100% with everything that Bob said about the event. Uh, I was listening to him speak about it and what he said about the sharing of information is so key to the uniqueness of this event. Uh, many conferences that I've gone to, it, you're essentially listening to a talking head at the front of the room, and there really isn't a whole lot of audience participation or attendee participation. We really focus very hard on the TechX sessions to ensure that our presenters are engaging with the attendees and that the attendees are engaging with each other. Both of those things are really important to the success of our event, and the attendees absolutely love that. 
there really is no event like this in our industry that focuses so much on that sharing of information. Some of our session and in, in, well, sessions will involve workshop, workshops where people will be working in small groups together. But oftentimes the presenter will just be asking questions of attendees and you know, what do you think about this? What are you doing in your laboratory? How can we learn from you? And as Bob mentioned, we, we don't have all the answers at ASHTO Resource. We're also learning from attendees at this event. And we love that too. You know, we're all about learning and sharing information. And I think that's what keeps people coming back to our event. We have many people that have attended every single one of our technical exchanges for this very reason. Uh, we do repeat some of the sessions from year to year, the fan favorites that we have. But of course, those sessions are tweaked and improved as we go forward. And, and so we get comments from people like, well, I attended this last year, but I learned a lot more this year uh, because it's new and exciting information. So that's what sets us apart, I think, from other conferences. Bob, in, a, in an individual session, if I were to attend a session, what kind of participation level might I expect to encounter? Like, geez, I guess the short answer is a lot. And like any meeting, there some people show up and listen, mostly listen. Um, but most people are really engaged. I mean, from the very beginning, I mean, we we try really hard to within the first five minutes of any session to really get people engaged. So it it might be just throwing out a question or. Uh, it might even be we hand out a piece of paper and, and put people in small groups and have them work on an exercise and share ideas within that small group and then share them with the larger group. Uh, so there's really a lot. Um, I know in, in my session, uh, I'm going to ask as many questions as, as I'm going to give answers, probably more. And we have found that people really do respond. You know, once you get past that initial discomfort, and you break the ice a little bit, which is also something we try really hard to do. And I, th I think people realize that nobody has all the answers and people are generally willing to not be afraid, not be embarrassed, and, and they do speak up. And once that happens, it, it from there, it just kind of takes care of itself and the information flows. Uh, we also have some great networking sessions too to help. I mean, talking about breaking the ice, we start the whole thing with an icebreaker reception. And I, I think that's key. I mean, a lot of meetings do that, but it, it it's key. And we have breaks during the day. We have some nighttime activities. It's not all just about work, but it is all about networking and talking and engaging. Yeah, so as far as networking is concerned, I know that sometimes when people go into these kind of meetings where they know they're going to be having a lot of open dialogue about some some things that they are doing, Sometimes you have people who are a little uh, pensive about that. They're not sure if uh, it's going to be uh, some concern about sharing trade secrets or giving people information that, that, that then they can take and improve in a way that gives them a competitive edge or maybe you lose your competitive edge. How do, how do we help um, set the tone for that so that people know that it's a, a free and open discussion and that you know you should just be completely open and engaging with people re regardless of whether they're a potential competitor of yours uh, maybe they are a uh, accreditation body that you're worried about saying what you don't know how to do uh, <laughs> how do how do we how do we make people at ease 
uh, in those situations. Well, everyone has a different comfort level when it comes to attending conferences. So we're not saying that you have to participate uh, as much as the next person. If you're not comfortable doing that, that's fine. But we want that comfort level to be there. We're not going to be recording anything that's going on within these sessions. So whatever you say, somebody's not going to be able to come back to you and say, oh, I recorded you saying this. Is that true? Uh, if you don't want to share specific information about what your laboratory is doing, I mean, that is fine. But I think people need to recognize that the more that they share with others, uh, that'll help them improve and, and the, that sharing of information, I think, again, is just key to this to this event. And I think we're all, the attendees of this uh, conference, as well as the people from ASHTO Resource, I think we're all cognizant of the situations that you mentioned. And we'll have moderators in each, in each room if we think, think things are maybe getting a little bit uh, off course or a little bit uncomfortable for people. We'll just you know, kind of redirect people back to where they need to be. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and we, we've been very fortunate to have such uh, wonderful attendees over the years where we haven't really had to worry about that. Uh, so so I always appreciate that. People usually come with uh, open minds and uh, positive attitudes. One of the other ways that we do that, I think, is that we lead by example. We're an open book at this meeting. I, mean, I think we're always an open book, but we talk about things that or mistakes that we make and the lessons that we've learned. So one of the things that we do is just put it all out there and let people know that this, this is the kind of meeting it's going to be. We're not afraid to share our problems and our mistakes and how we've learned from them. And people generally do the same. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the Ashto resource focused sessions for a moment. Tracy, for those who are interested in coming to learn more about our programs, uh, what what are we offering this time? We're doing something a little bit different this time. We're, we're doing programmatic roundtable sessions. Uh, typically during uh, the conference, we'll have three tracks of sessions going, three different sessions going on each time period. And then sometimes there'll be a fourth track of these roundtable sessions where we're going to be focusing on the laboratory assessment program, the proficiency sample program, and the ASHTO accreditation program. And we'll have the managers of each program in those roundtable rooms and attendees can ask us essentially anything they want to about anything that we're doing. And we're happy to provide answers if we can, as long as we're not breaking any confidentiality agreements that we have with our customers. So I think that that's something new that people are really going to be excited about because I'm sure a lot of people out there just have a lot of questions about where, what we're doing, how we do things. So I think that's going to be really cool. At that, as Bob mentioned, like during the internal audit session or the management review sessions that I'm doing, I'll actually be sharing actual nonconformities that we've had recently during our internal audits, comments that we've made during our management reviews. Again, that transparency is really important to us. And yeah, we're happy to share some of those things. Obviously, we can't share everything, uh, but I'm going to do my best to have that transfer of information during those sessions. Yeah, I think people really enjoy that aspect of this. Uh, I, I know just the fact that we peel back that curtain a little bit for our attendees to give them the inside look at, at how we operate and what we care about and what we think about, what kind of mistakes we make and are, are not afraid to talk about them uh, openly. 
because that is really uh, one of the first steps towards continual improvement, which we try to embody every day. Uh, and, and we really look to pass that on to attendees. Now, now, Bob, what about the external programs? What kind of guest speakers do we have this year or, or topics that people might be interested in? Well, okay, well, Tracy, get ready because I may need your help here. But one of the new ones that we have this year that we have not had in the past is risk-based thinking. So that, that's a new one. Uh, we are having another one called Beyond the Sticker, which is calibration related. And that's a guest speaker. And you actually did a podcast with her. That's Heather Wade. And I think that's going to be really, really good. We have a technical session on aggregate testing the effects of freezing by one of our customers. And he's I mean, he's just one of the best in the industry as far as I'm concerned. We have a session this year. We were going to do this two years ago, but we had to cancel. But we have a session on ethics this year, which is always an inter interesting topic. And that's going to be handled by Jim County, who is the deputy chief counsel of Minnesota DOT. So I'm really looking forward to that. The session that we did last year for the first time on data security by Ed Moores, the CEO of COO of NextLogic, and I know that's going to be good. A session on LIMS, Laboratory Information Management Systems. We have a panel on creating a culture of quality, which I know that's going to be good as well. Also a quality manager panel session. And I think off the top of my head, Brian, those are the only ones I can think of at the moment, but I, I'm sure Tracy can mention a few others. Yeah, a few others. Uh, the geotechnical session that we're doing on one-dimensional consolidation, uh, we, Astro Resource does a training course on that. We're bringing that uh, obviously condensed version of that to the technical exchange for the first time. We also have uh, sampling of aggregates, how to do the field sampling of aggregates. We'll be spending some time on that by a, an expert that we have in the field. Yeah, so that sounds like a lot of different sessions. How many do we have exactly? Do you know? I actually do know because I've been working on technical exchange things today. We have 35 different sessions uh, planned out over the course of the week. The topics are quality related, re things related to uh, technical testing, training, and then those programmatic roundtables I mentioned. We also have an equal amount of speakers and panelists. We have 35 speakers and panelists. About 20 of those are industry experts, subject matter experts, as well as 15 speakers from the Astro Resource staff. Yeah, that's that seems like a lot in a short amount of time. If, if there's any topic that I'm not interested in, what, what can I do? Do I just go back to my room and watch TV or do some work? <laughs> are there other things for me to do? I mean, you can do that if you want to, but You'll have at least two other things to choose from at that same time or three right now. Just to give you an example, if you didn't want to attend the geotechnical session, you could choose to attend internal audits, laboratory manager 101, or the roundtable for the ASHO accreditation program. So you get three other options there. And then throughout the event, of course, you can also visit with the sponsors and exhibitors. Let's talk about that for a minute. So th this is a conference like a lot of others that people have gone to that and it's not just going there, showing up for class or whatever it is. Uh, we, we've got uh, 
sponsors, uh, trade show kind of booth area set up, I assume. Uh, what can uh, an attendee expect from that experience, Tracy? As of today, we have nine sponsors. We're hoping for some more. Uh, we'll have representatives from uh, equipment manufacturers, calibration agencies, uh, a testing laboratory, and then we have a couple of uh, laboratory information management system providers, software providers. Uh, so we do encourage interaction with our sponsors and exhibitors. Most of those sponsors will actually have a table at TechX. So you'll be able to visit with them and learn more about their products and services. And we'll actually have a game associated with that where you can win a prize if you do actually visit with all of the exhibitors and you can win an Amazon gift card for participating in that. But you can learn a lot more about what these agencies are offering and how it can assist in your own laboratory's uh, organization just by visiting those booths. Okay, and then like like other conferences, and Bob alluded to this earlier, a lot of the valuable discussions that take place often take place outside of sessions, right? Outside of the scheduled activities during the day uh, in the form of evening, evening events or uh, just kind of uh, discussions that take place between sessions. Uh, Bob, what kind of events outside of just the the regular schedule during the day are, are are going to be planned for this? Well, I think the most important events are the food events. <laughs> that's always that's why I go. To be honest, uh, you know, we we have breakfast and lunch served every day. That's part of the registration fee too. So that's a good place again to, to meet new people and network. But more importantly, to, to eat and our breaks, especially the afternoon breaks, have food as well. Usually good food, sweet food, the stuff that I like. <laughs> um, so there's there's that. And there are two receptions. We are planning and I, assuming nothing changes, we are planning an off site reception on Wednesday night, March 30th. And rumor has it that there's going to be a Prince tribute band. Yes. I don't know about you, but if you know, Minneapolis is the birthplace of Prince. And I'm talking about Prince the Rocker. <laughs> Not um, Prince Charles. Pur yeah, Purple Rain Prince, that Prince. And we have always had a lot of fun at these meetings and especially at the offsite events. I mean, what I think that's another thing maybe that makes us a little bit unique is that our meetings have good food and we have a lot of fun. We like to laugh and just have fun and enjoy ourselves too. And that's another way for people just to get to know each other and put their guard down a little bit. We always try to go somewhere and do something, get out of the hotel, go somewhere and have some fun. And I can't think of a better way to have fun than listening to a Prince tribute band. So I am really excited about that. Minneapolis also has a, a hockey team, and I believe they have a game that week in town, so people might be interested in going to that. I mean, Minneapolis itself is a beautiful city. There's a lot to see. Uh, but the bottom line is we, we do offer fun times. We offer networking opportunities, food, drink, and entertainment. I do want to mention that last year, we had to do this online, which was surprisingly, um, it was very challenging. I can tell you from a presenter's perspective, it was a very challenging event to carry out effectively 
but it, we still carried on. It was still a big success. Uh, but we're coming out of you know missing one and having a virtual one and then being back in person this time with um, some precautions in place, right? Uh, so, Tracy, how are we going to carry this out and still keep the health and safety of our attendees and presenters in mind? Yes, the health and safety of everyone is a very high priority for AASHTO and AASHTO Resource. And we do have COVID protocols in place for this event that are the protocols that AASHTO uses for all of its other conferences and meetings. The conference does require everyone to wear a mask at all times in the conference area, unless you're eating or drinking or presenting. Uh, so that's one requirement. And then we do require all attendees to be fully vaccinated, not including boosters, or take a non-rapid COVID test at least three days prior to arriving at the event and showing evidence of that. So either full vaccinations or having a negative COVID test result that was taken three days prior to your arrival at the conference. And we'll be checking that information for each attendee. And every day, every attendee will be required to take a brief health questionnaire and answer some questions about how they're feeling that day. Uh, and all of these things put together will uh, make us feel really confident about having a safe event for everyone. Yeah, and I, I want to mention something about that too, the the mechanism that we're going to be using for the meeting, because last year, towards the end of the year, I did attend an AASHTO meeting. It was the NetPep meeting, which if you are a regular listener, we, you may have tuned into one of our three podcast episodes about that NetPep meeting. And one thing that they used is what probably what we'll be using is the Clear app, right? That's right. Uh, and, and I can tell you, it is really easy to use. Every morning, uh, you just open up the app. It, it'll take you through the questionnaire, which is very brief. And you at that point, you would have already entered your vaccination information. And once you have confirmed that everything is okay that day, you will have a little green kind of a glowing cascading image that will appear on the front of your, it's almost like a boarding pass. Uh, on your phone to get into the event and all you have to do is flash that uh, when you go into the event and you are good to go for the day provided that you are wearing your mask as required and aren't having any issues uh, and of course we'd want you to let us know if you are having uh, issues so we can make sure that everybody else is okay as well um, so I did want to confirm to everybody that it is it is an easy thing to do and if you need help we're going to be around you know, it's sort of like uh, going to anywhere where you've got uh, meeting hosts. Uh, we are, well, actually, I'd say even more so at this one because we're all milling around everywhere. You'll see us in all the sessions helping this. If we're not a speaker, we're probably assisting uh, one of the guest speakers, uh, maybe holding a microphone for, for people or or handing things out or, or doing something to help make sure that the meeting is a success. So uh, you can find us anywhere and just let us know what's going on. I just wanted to briefly say that we understand some people are not comfortable using an app with their vaccine information on it. And you don't have to use the clear app. If you choose not to, we will have paper forms available in the registration area, paper forms to answer those health questions. And then you could just show us your 
proof of vaccination or your negative COVID test when you arrive at the conference. And uh, Bob, in addition to the COVID protocols, we also have a code of conduct for for AASHTO meetings. And I didn't I didn't tell you I was going to ask you about this, so I don't expect you to run down the entire code of conduct. But can you give people just a general idea of what kind of uh, behaviors uh, that we are expecting people to have when they attend our meeting? Uh, you did put me on the spot. I don't have the code of conduct in front of me, but I think I can sum it up with one word. Respect. Treat everything and everybody with respect. Uh, I think if and I, you know, we've never had any problems. We still need to talk about it, but we've never had any problems. I, I feel like this, the people in this industry are respectful people, but you know, we certainly don't. We don't want people to to laugh at anybody's answer. We don't want to uh, make fun of anybody. We don't want to criticize anybody's ideas. And I don't think that has ever happened in, in five years. Um, so treat people with respect, treat the property with respect, but what, you know, treat people the way you would want to be treated. Don't talk about politics and religion. That, that'll usually get you in hot water pretty quickly. <laughs> don't, I, you know, we certainly don't want people to talk about other people's vaccination status or, or that, you know, that, that kind of information as well. We, we will protect that information. We don't expect people to question anybody about their vaccination status or anything related to COVID. Uh, if there's an issue, we will we will deal with it. But I think people just remember the word respect. Everything will be fine. I think that captures it. It's all about uh, being respectful. And you know, it's funny. I was thinking as you were talking about that. I was thinking about some of the past technical exchanges, and I seem to always have at least one heckler in my sessions. And that's okay. I don't mind, you know, if you ask us tough questions, we don't consider that to be a lack of respect. Uh, like we, like we've mentioned, I mean, it's a, it's an, we're an open book, uh, when it comes to, uh, the, well, anytime really, you know, and especially even if I'm in front of a, an audience of a hundred people in a session and you ask me a tough question, I'll do my best to answer it. Uh, even if you, uh, maybe, uh, are not, thrilled with a situation that might be going on in your in your laboratory uh, that you were kind of frustrated by uh, would try to address it and I would I would do my best to not explain to people what was going on that would put you in a bad situation so uh, we will be as respectful as we can in answering questions regardless of how you pose them but what one one thing that the the word respect reminds me of are some core values that we have at Ashto Resource and and Tracy, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it over to you as quality manager because you know a lot about these. Uh, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna help you though. I'm gonna help you with this at all as well. There are a couple other core values in addition to respect that I think uh, the technical exchange really gets to. Uh, one uh, being transparency, which I think we've talked a lot about. Uh, and the other one is learning. Uh, so do, do you think that the core values uh, played a role in us conducting this technical exchange this way? I absolutely do. Uh, looking at our core value for learning, uh, it says we're passionate about learning and seek to continually improve and innovate. That is what we're all about. 
we certainly keep that in mind with the technical exchange. We are very passionate about learning and teaching others. Uh, this conference can actually be looked at more as a training type opportunity for attendees more than just a meeting, as Bob said, when we kicked off this uh, podcast. But we're very passionate about that. And then the continual improvement aspect, absolutely, we focus on that with the technical exchange. We are asking everyone for feedback as they attend each session. We read each and every one of those feedback forms. And then there'll also be a feedback form at the end of the conference where we gather your overall thoughts about the conference. And we're constantly referring to that feedback when we're planning the next year's event and making sure that we implement improvements that we think uh, would work for the event. And that's really helped us a lot going forward. And in fact, the closing session at the technical exchange is on uh, Thursday morning, right before lunch. We're going to have a brainstorming meeting. We're inviting all attendees to join us for that. Not only can you ask us any questions that you might have, but we want to hear your ideas for topics to include in the 2023 event and just how we can improve the event in general going forward. So, yeah, definitely that's learning core value is very important to this event. Yeah, and, and I also want to add that these stated core values uh, were, they, they've always been there, right? They are our core values. They're not desired values that we're kind of shooting for. It, it's what we've always had. It's what we've always been about. And uh, the, the technical exchange actually predates the publishing of our core values, but they're core values because they mean something to us and always have, and they've been kind of our guiding light uh, for for all of us, uh, whether we publish them or not. Uh, but we but it, but that's not all, uh, because Ashto as an organization uh, has a strategic plan that you can find on Ashto's website. And they also talk about some core values that overlap with ours, which makes sense because we are also Ashto. But those are transparency, collaboration, you know, collaboration is a, another one that I think is a, a good one. Uh, trust and integrity, uh, which we've talked about, and safety, which we have also talked about. Uh, so we are running on all cylinders here with our core values. I want to talk about the website a little bit, the, the technical exchange website. Now, when you go to our website, you can get to the event page, and there's a lot of information on there. And it talks about how to register. It gives you the agenda, special events, information about travel, so you can figure out your travel plans. There's still plenty of flights available out there, people too. Uh, I want to make sure people know that because I am a procrastinator, and I just booked my flights uh, for <laughs> for this event uh, two days ago, even though I was told to do it a couple of weeks before <laughs> that. Uh, but who? But who's counting? Uh, there, there's plenty of flights out there uh, to Minneapolis. Uh, so don't don't worry if you haven't booked yours yet. Uh, and there's also information about the exhibiting and sponsoring. Uh, so I, I wanted to point that out. And, I, and, and one other thing that's on here, and, and sometimes people go to these events for this purpose, uh, but professional development hours are mentioned as well. Bob, can you tell us how that works? What what value is there in the technical exchange for those looking for professional development hours? Well, a couple things. It, it's a written record of what you've attended and specifically what sessions and how much time. Uh, a lot of people need those to maintain 
certifications or registrations. So, uh, you know, it's a good way to get um, many, many hours of PDHs, professional development hours, all in all in one week. So, uh, we we make it easy. We provide a an easy way for you to keep track of that, and then at the end of the after the conference is over, we'll send you a a certificate with a certain number of professional development hours. It, it shows that you've had some professional development, ongoing training, whether you need it for registration or certification or not. Uh, I think it, it shows that you've continually improved, that you're still trying. What, one other thing that, uh, okay, so I, I mentioned that there, there may still be some flights available. Do you think, Tracy, do you think there are still rooms available in this hotel? There are still rooms available. However, I wanted to caution everyone that the room block for our event closes on Tuesday, March the 1st. So that is coming up very soon. And when that room block closes, uh, after that point, the prevailing hotel rates will be in effect. So you will likely not get the discounted rate that you are getting as part of our event. And the host hotel is the Renaissance Minneapolis Hotel, the depot in downtown Minneapolis. It's a beautiful venue. It's really, really, nice. co really cool. Yeah, it's nice. And there is easy transportation from the airport. I want to point that out as well because I've been to a meeting there before and it is um, pretty much door-to-door -door service if you're up for that uh, train ride. Uh, Bob, one other thing I wanted to ask you about is I know that on the agenda, uh, you know, the public facing agenda has a lot of uh, the events that people can go to, but there are a couple other things going on that week uh, that, that maybe it, an attendee might notice people going into a room for a different meeting here or there. Uh, are there any closed door meetings going on that week and what are they and why are they going on? There are two that I know of. So on Monday, all day Monday, we have the ashto committee on materials and pavements steering committee will be meeting that's a, a closed door meeting that's a, a subset of the whole committee on materials and pavements or as we call them comp so basically state materials engineers from from different states and they guide all the activities of that committee on materials and pavements and then later that same day, it's basically the same group of people, but then they put on different hats and they act as the ASHTO Resource Administrative Task Group and they guide our activities. So there are two that day. We have one last thing that I want to talk about, and that is the final wrap-up session that happens at the Technical Exchange where it is completely open. It's usually in whatever the biggest auditorium is or biggest room is that we have. And we kind of let people ask us questions, right? Uh, wh what else happens in that session, Tracy? Well, we have that brainstorming uh, part portion of it where we could talk about how we can improve the event, what topics would the attendees like us to explore for future events. Uh, that that's the final session that we have. It's actually a lot of fun because uh, pretty much the event's over and we're all feeling pretty good and and uh, loose and it, I just love it. I think it is just a very relaxed environment. And of course, we'll also have our prize drawings during that final session. We're going to have a grand prize drawing and we'll also announce the winners of the game that we play for visiting the sponsors and exhibitors. 
Yeah, it, it is a good time. Bob usually is the uh, one of the main hosts of that event, and I think he does a great job. Uh, I I hope that through listening to this, people are encouraged to check out the technical exchange. If it's too late for you this year, you can't make it for one reason or another. Um, you can always try us again next year. We're going to mix it up. We always have it in a different place. Uh, we try to hit all of the different regions, Ashto regions of the country, uh, of which there are four, Northeast, Southeast, Midwest, and West. So there are opportunities regionally for people to event uh, attend the event each year. Uh, so check it out. If you have questions, let us know. Uh, you can always reach out to us at podcast at ashtoresource.org. For questions for Bob, his email is rlutz, L-U-T-Z, at ashtoresource.org. And Tracy is T. Barnhart, B-A-R-N-H-A-R-T, at ashtoresource.org. Please let them know if you have any questions about what they talked about today. Uh, reach out to us at any time. Thank you for listening to season two. That's a wrap. And I guess I should mention that Bob is, I'm going to give you uh, credit as being executive producer. You can put that on your resume uh, because he is, Bob is always checking out the podcast, giving us feedback, giving us direction, which we appreciate. And one of the, it's one of the many things that makes the podcast uh, work as well as it does. So thank you for your effort there, Bob. And thank you both for your time today. Thank you, Brian. We look forward to seeing everyone in Minneapolis. Thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashto Resource's Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.